We also give great honor to our brothers and sisters who have made their transition into God's presence. They've left us a strong foundation on which to build. Let's again clap our hands for the loved ones that lived among us and now are living among the angels in heaven. I'm going to preach from, from the word of the Lord just for a few moments, and then we're going to move on to the next segment of worship in the life of the church. Would you turn with me, please, to Mark chapter 4 and verse 3. Mark 4 and 3. Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, for it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Say that after me, please. No depth of earth. Say it again. No depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And then Proverbs 24 and 3 says, Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. Lady May and I, and little toddler Kim, came to Los Angeles to serve West Angeles Church in 1969. That was a long time ago. Assistant Pastor Charles II was born during that time in March, and Elder Lawrence made his arrival about two years later on. We were blessed to have many of you to join our little 50-member congregation on Adams and Fifth Avenue. In the months and years that followed, and to accommodate our growing membership, our little church was remodeled twice in the 1970s. And we brought a two-story building next door. By 1975, we started buying properties on Crenshaw Boulevard. We accumulated several pieces of property and we were able to build the north. But we found when we accumulated those pieces of property that they were too scattered to be of maximum benefit and maximum usefulness to us. So we were able to build the North Campus Auditorium in 1981 and the multi-purpose building in 1987. And the cathedral itself, this that we are sitting in now, we were able to build it and complete it in the year 2001. By the strategic sale and management 
of some of our properties, we've been able to consolidate them into a unified campus. We have a pretty good campus, don't we? If you like this, clap your hands and praise the God that gave it to us. God has been good to us, and time and time again, I've called upon the congregation and asked them to step to the fore and assist us in building and developing and growing the facilities of our church. And each time you have responded. So we've been able to consolidate our properties into a unified campus. And we have a reliable buyer who will buy our North Campus property on Crenshaw in the Jefferson Exposition area as soon as we have completed and moved into the Family Life Center. We need to move to the Family Life Center before we can sell the property that we occupied for so many wonderful years. When we started to plan and to build the cathedral, we discovered that the density and firmness of the soil where it was to be located was inadequate to bear the weight of the building. The engineers examined the soil and decided before we would build a massive, massive auditorium like this, we needed to work on the soil and prepare it to bear the weight of the cathedral. So we had to remove all the soil on the entire lot down to about 20 feet. And when we had dug a 20 feet cavern in the ground, then we were able to compact the soil layer by layer until we raised it up to ground level and raised it up to the density that would enable it to bear the load. We had to replace and compact layer by layer the soil so that it would be firm. And then to prepare the ground and the foundation for this massive cathedral, we dug 249 telephone-sized columns uh, in the telephone pole-sized columns 40 feet into the ground. Let me say that again. We dug 249 telephone pole-sized columns 40 feet into the ground. And then we filled each one of the holes that we had dug with concrete and with steel. 249 concrete and steel pillars 40 feet into the ground. And we poured more than 164 big cement truckloads of concrete into the project. 164 truckloads of concrete comprise this building in which we occupy. Would you say, wow? We also more installed more than 465 tons of steel into the building. 465 tons of steel. All that steel, all that money, all that time 
and it took us two years to come up out of the soil, out of the hole, into the ground level lot that we occupy on today. Before two years, we could not even see anything above the ground. It all was taking place underground. It was taking place below the level of sight. After a year, the structure began to rise above the ground. Well, what have we been doing or what were we doing during that two-year period? What we were doing was getting some depth. I said what we were doing, we were getting some depth. You must dig down before you build upwards. Would you testify to your neighbor? Just tell your neighbor, neighbor, you got to build down before we can build upwards. For every foot you intend to go up, you need to go a certain distance down. I wish I had somebody who would help me. The Lord rewards depth. And if you want to get a reward, you've got to get some depth in your life. Depth, what is depth? Depth is commitment. Depth is letting the world know that you intend to occupy and stand solid in the place that you're located. Depth means that you're not just going to be a flighty, loose-minded individual, but your life will have focus, commitment, and consistency. In the Word of God, Matthew 19, verse 16, a young ruler came to Jesus and said to him, Good Master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, If thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And the young man said in verse 20, All these things have I kept from my youth up, and what lack I yet? And then Jesus, the Bible said, loving the young man, saw in him the fiber from which he could weave a tremendous life, said to the young man, if you really want to be complete, then go and sell what you have and give to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Jesus saw in the young man the fiber of a tremendous life that he could greatly use and greatly benefit from in terms of the work of the Lord. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful because he had a whole lot of money. He had great possessions. And so it was as if the young man said, no, I'm not that deep as to be able to give all my stuff away. I can't follow Jesus because it requires too much commitment. And the disciples turned to the Lord and said, Lord, how shall any of us make it? Uh, what about us? What will we receive for what we have done? And Jesus said, those who labor and forsake houses are brethren, are sisters, are father, our mother, our wife, our children, our lands, 
for my name's sake, shall receive a one hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. So Jesus said, you, you're going to get a hundred times as much as you had by the blessing of the Lord if you yield to my life, my will and my plan for your life. If you'll make the commitment, I'll restore one hundredfold everything that you have. How many of you are glad for the promise of God? That God not only commands us, but he gives us promises which if we faithfully obey, then we'll be blessed beyond our highest imagination. How many of you know the Lord can bless you beyond your imagination? Always reach for something that's just beyond your grasp. Always try to touch something that's beyond your reach. Always decide in your heart that you're going to do your very best for God. God can get the glory. God can perform a miracle when we step out in faith and commit ourselves unto him. Is there anybody in here who believes in miracles? God performs miracles for those who trust him. And I'm trying to get somebody in the house today to catch the vision, catch the dream, and make sure that you try something great for God so that God can do something great in your life. God found a young man by the name of Gideon who was hiding from the enemy. And God called Gideon to serve. And before he called him to serve, he had to take him down a few levels because Gideon was trusting in that which was visible to him and accessible to him. And he said, Gideon, how many people do you have? I know there are 100,000 enemies that we've got to fight, but how many people do you have, Gideon? Gideon said, I've got 32,000. And the Lord said, cut them down. You've got uh, too many. And went back to Gideon again and said, Gideon, how many do you have now? And Gideon said, I've got 10,000. And God said, that's still uh, too many. I can't get glory out of that. Cut them down. And Gideon went a little further, and he had only 300 when the Lord inquired of him and said, Gideon, how many do you have now? Gideon said, I've got only 300, and there's no way I can win the victory with 300. And God said, you might not be able to win it, but if you put your trust in me, I'll take you higher than you've ever been before. People of the Lord, if you will step out by faith and put your trust in God, there is no limit to what God can do. Look at what God has done in the ghetto, in the heart of L.A., in the city of Los Angeles. Look what God has done. Does anybody want to praise him? Anybody want to bless his name? Hallelujah. Can I get the church to say hallelujah? He took one little boy, two fish and five loaves, fed 5,000 with one little boy's lunch. God blessed him because he gave his last to the Lord. I believe that God, the God of miracles, is going to be working miracles today among the people of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is going to take you higher than you've ever been before. You see, the depth of your generosity 
shows God that whether you can be trusted or not. Look over at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the depth of your generosity shows God whether you can be trusted or not. This rich young ruler failed the test of whether he could be trusted or not. And if he could not be trusted to believe and obey Jesus with what he had, what would he do when he received 100-fold? And so the Lord said, you've got to go deeper and you've got to be so committed that I know you can be trusted with my blessings. I just want to ask you, can God be trusted with his blessings? Can you be trusted with the blessings that the Lord would give into your life? Can you be trusted by what God does in your heart? If you want to be trustworthy, clap your hands and give praise to God. Hallelujah. In Luke 6 and 47, Jesus spoke to the multitude. And he said to them, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it was founded on a rock. And everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I will like him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and it beat on that house, and that house fell, and great was its fall. As we built the cathedral, we found out that we had to get down on the rock. We found out that we had to put stone and concrete and steel in the foundation so that whatever happened, the cathedral will stand. It's been here since 2021, and it's still looking good. Hallelujah. And child of God, when you build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ, God will substantiate and God will make your life firm and solid. If you want to go higher, then you've got to go deeper. In 1 Corinthians 3 and 17, the Bible says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So whether you're building a building, building a church, or building a life, the principle is the same. And so I said again, whether you're building a church, or a life, or just a building, the principle is the same. You've got to have some depth before you can really get high. Come on, tell your neighbor, you've got to have some depth before you can get real height. You've got to struggle before you get the victory. You've got to work and labor and be committed before you will get a reward. If you want to be blessed, you've got to learn how to get depth and dig down in the word of God so God can take you higher. The man said, the one that doeth my word, the one that walks in my way, he's the one that will inherit 
the kingdom and will receive blessings immeasurable. How many of you love the Lord? How many of you made up your mind that you want to be the person that the Lord is calling you to be? The cathedral is just an example of what can be accomplished if you are determined. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, the cathedral is just an example of what can be accomplished if we are determined. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. You've got to go down before you go higher. The tighter the, tighter the archer pulls the bow, the stronger he is able to exert his muscles against the bow and pull it back. The, the, the tighter the archer pulls the bow, the further the arrow will go upon its release. As you want your arrow to really go into the future, you've got to pull with all your might before you make the release. In the name of Jesus, you've got to exert your strength and your might and when you let it go, it will fly off into the distance. I see the arrow of your life going higher than ever before. I see you in the future, and you look much better than you look right now. Come on and say it. I see me in the future, and I look much better than I look right now. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and praise him. Praise him. Stand up, everybody, and give praise to him. Hallelujah. 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 Stand up in the house of the Lord. Everybody stand. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your promise. Thank you for your people. Dear Lord, we've seen what you've done with this building. We've seen what you can do when a group of people join together and make up their mind that they're going to do something great for you. We've seen your power to work miracles, your power to do wonders in the midst of your people. And we just want to thank you. We just want to praise you because I believe a miracle is on the way. I said I believe a miracle is on the way. If you are expecting a miracle, clap your hands and give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 And so, dear Lord, we thank you for your word. And we challenge these people, just as you bless the church, you want to bless those through whom you bless the church, and that is your people. Dear Lord, I pray 
that our people will rise to a new level of commitment that they will give themselves and their lives unto thee that you may be glorified in all that they might do. If you want to make a recommitment of your life, dedicate your life to the Lord. Let's lift your hand up high. God, we want you to do great things in us. You've done great things in the past. You've blessed your Lord, your children, in so many wonderful ways. And now, dear Lord, we individually pray that you will bless us. Take us, dear Lord, deep into your will, into your way, into your plan. Place us on the solid foundation of your word. And dear Lord, let us rise higher and higher to bring glory to your name and to do your will. Help us to say yes, Lord. Help us to say yes, Lord. Clap your hands and say yes, Lord. Thy will be done. Your word be performed. In the name of Jesus. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we've said, there's depth before height. Going down before you go up. Jesus had to be crucified, but he arose from the dead. And he's the risen savior of the world. If you would say, pray for me, preacher, I want to know Jesus. I want my sins forgiven. Lift your hand up and let me pray for you. Dear Lord, I pray that every individual who does not know you will find salvation and victory in you in the name of Jesus. Repeat this prayer. Dear Lord, I'm sorry for all of my sins. Please forgive me for the wrong I've done and the wrong I have been. I want to be saved. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for me, and I believe he arose from the dead. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank God. Amen. Clap your hands and give praise to the Lord. If you pray that prayer and you would like to be saved, you would like to have the Lord in your life, if you want Jesus to be your Savior, and if you pray, believe that he can be in your life, we've prayed for you, and we want you to know and affirm all your sins are forgiven and your iniquity has been taken away and Jesus Christ has come into your life. If you thank God for salvation, clap your hands even now. We would hope you'll join the church and be a part of our fellowship. We'd love to have you as a member of West Angeles. If you've given your life to the Lord, we want you to join us as we work for the Lord and as we do the Lord's will. I believe we are on this corner for the glory and the might of Almighty God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you would like to join the church, there are welcome tables and stations in the lobby of the church. And after the service, go directly to one of those welcome tables and 
our volunteers will help you and will minister to you, minister to you, and you'll be a part of the life of our church. How many of you love West Angeles? You may be seated. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, how many of you have decided that you want to be higher this time next year? Hallelujah. No limit to what God can do in your life if you will trust him. Now we come to our groundbreaking ceremony. preparing to break ground on today. We've been negotiating and planning since October 1st, 2019. And finally, we are ready to go into the building of the Family Life Center. And in about 18 months, we're believing that we'll be through. We'll march into our Family Life Center and enjoy a blessed, wonderful auditorium. Let me say a few things about this. The start of this project represents the culmination of a 20-year vision. Hallelujah. Don't you tell me visions don't come to pass. And more than two years of work since we started working and planning for this wonderful day. We have our principal development executive, Sister Stacy Keys, is in the house. She uh, has been working with us since 2019 in the month of May on the sale and the design and the entitlement and getting the permits and all the legal work that's required and now the construction of the Family Life Center. Sister Kelly, uh, Casey Keys, are you in the house? Stand up and let's give her a rousing applause. We have a property expansion committee, our building committee, with whom we're very, very, very pleased. And we want to receive Brother Michael Washington, the co-chairman of the building committee, and he is not in the city today, but let's give Brother Michael Washington a rise of applause. <laughs> Attorney Ulysses Henderson. Stand up, Brother Henderson, on the building committee. <laughs> Sister Donna Robertson. Brother Charles Quarles, contractor and builder. Stand up, Brother Quarles. Give him a rousing applause. I know he's in here somewhere. Brother David Wood, are you here? If so, stand. Let's give him a hand, even in his absence. Our HR representative, Brother Paul Lewis, director of HR. Sister Brenda James, controller. Brother Earl Jordan, liaison. Brother Alex Stewart, would you stand? All these were involved in the planning of this work. And could we give Lady May Blake 
a rising applause. All right. She has advised and supported the interior design efforts, including the design of the new stained glass windows that are to be in the chapel of the new building and the lobby of the new building, all that will be a part of the new building, and she'll be involved in that, in the decorating of the Family Life Center. And the Family Life Center has been designed to further the mission and ministry of West Angeles Church. So it will have, all right, structural elements and columns incorporated into a beautiful, beautiful stained glass cross, which is designed to be a pillar and a foundation of the building. The cross is going to be a actual pillar of the building, and it's going to be absolutely beautiful. In the Family Life Center will be a fellowship hall, a brand new full service kitchen, a counseling center, classrooms for Bible study and adult education, soundproof studios for choir rehearsals, and a full floor dedicated to our young people, children, teenagers, young adults, and not only a full floor dedicated to them, but administrative offices that will also be beneficial. We've tried to pursue diversity in this construction and planning program, and Brother Michael Washington has served as director of the diversity program. We're working on the African American Task Force with the Carpenters Union. Our demolition contractor is a black-owned firm, black firm out of Inglewood. Our testing and inspection contractor has not only worked toward diversity, but he's created two full-time paid internship positions that are available to church members and individuals who would uh, be uh, involved in that work. And so again, two full-time internship positions are available to the church members if you contact the project manager of the program. Construction is expected to take approximately 18 months with an estimated completion of the, build, of the building and ability to move in in the summer of 2023. All right, let me call some more names. May I mention the following persons who have been deeply involved in the construction project. All right. Bishop Charles Blake, Lady May Blake, and Elder Charles Blake II. Elder Lawrence Blake. Brenda James, our controller. Brother Earl Jordan. Brother Paul Lewis. Brother Alex Stewart. Brother John Randall. Brother Lewis Randall. Brother Brandon Randall. And would you just stand using the names that I've called? I've got some more names also I want to call. I want to mention the board of directors. Elder Charles Blake is a participant in the work of the board. 
Sister Ashley Franklin, a board member. Clap your hands for her. Brother Emory Hill, board of directors. Brother Samuel Hughes, member of the board of directors. Brother Mark Rines, Sister Joanne Terman, please stand when I call your name. And Sister Cassandra Walls Ward. Give them a rising applause. If Mr. Bill Corman in the house, our contractor, well, he's resting up for the, for the rest of the week. Mr. Pat Irvin is one of our chief advisors. I want to mention Brother John Randall and uh, his, his son to uh, mention the fact that they are involved in, in participating. Brother John Randall is our building engineer and he consults with our committees as they prepare to build and as they will build the Church of God in Christ. Let's praise God for Brother John Randall. And may we just have all of the individuals whose names